0: On here, there we go. It's good to have you here this morning, and uh, hey, thanks for joining us. My name is Brian Klein. I'm one of the pastors at the E Free Church here this morning, and uh, we are enjoying so much enjoying the series on dangerous prayers. I hope you've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it as well. You know. Um, I've been enjoying worshiping at home with you all, all the little heart emojis going up and all the little comments in the comment sections, just trying to connect with all of you and and everything. But you know, there's one part of Sunday morning that uh, I think that that we all miss. In fact, I just kind of had to get myself in routine with this uh, for, for this morning, and that is this little thing right here. This little, this little breath mint right here, okay? You know, you don't have to worry about um, having your morning breath in worship time right now, right? So uh, I'm not going to take this right now, but it's, it's good to have you here with us. And we are going to talk about this morning um, discovering the voice of God in our prayer time. And I am so, so excited to be able to share this with you. And, you know, one of the things that... Uh, as this whole social distancing, being everything shut down, all the sports events being shut down, and all of a sudden it has now kind of had forced me to venture into watching some things that I normally wouldn't watch. I'd normally pass by it, like you know, I I'd, I'd see this thing called Masked Singer, and I'd just kind of pass by, it thinking, "Well, that's kind of ridiculous," you know. Let's go on, and then uh, um, you know. How about uh, American Idol? Hey, you know, I really got into American Idol. Way to go, Just Sam, right? Just Sam and Lauren Daigle singing together. Man, that was awesome uh, this past week. And then I got to watching the, uh, the show, uh, The Voice. The Voice. The Voice. And it's a weekly show called The Voice, where you would have individuals anywhere from like Kelly Clarkson, uh, Blake Shelton, John uh, uh, Logan, Nick Jonas, these kind of guys, these these high uh, quality singers, that they would sit in a chair, and uh, but their chair would their back would be turned to the contestant, and various contestants would come out and they would sing, and they would they would sing and, and they would sit in the chair such as this and they would sit and they would listen to the voice and they would listen to the voice and as they were singing along they would kind of tune into how their their voice was and then when they liked what they heard they hit a button and they spun around they spun around, just like you saw on the screen there. And, and then they would, they would say, you know what, I want to connect with you. You're the voice that I want to connect with. You're the voice that I want to make uh, a difference with. And, and then what they would spend the, the rest of the series where each of those individuals, one of those four judges would lock into that singer, spend some time uh, looking at and helping them develop that voice. But as time goes on, all of a sudden find out that the voice that they locked into wasn't quite the quality or the type of voice that ends up winning the show. And there's only one winner out of the whole deal. And so I I wanted to share with you a little bit about some of the voices that maybe you and I sit and listen to throughout life. And maybe you and I, we sit down in our chair, and there are all kinds of voices that we listen to. All right, and we're sitting there, and we're listening, and it may be the voice of the culture, the various things that are out there in the culture trying to get your attention there. Maybe it's the voice of acceptance, and you're really wanting to be accepted, and all of a sudden there's that, that voice of acceptance, and you hit the button, and you turn around, and you say, now there, I feel like I can be accepted, and I'm going to be a part of that. And, and, and you lock in, and you do that, and you go for it, and you, you go forward with that voice only to find out that it's not what you thought it was. It's not what you thought it was at all. And I'm, I'm telling you, there was one season, I'm going to go back, turn around here a little bit. There was a season in my life, I was the age of 12, and I heard a voice. I heard two voices. One voice said to, to me, Hey, Brian, surrender your heart to Jesus. Another voice said, Don't do that. What will your friends think? This was my first encounter of hearing the voice of God. And the first time I didn't listen to that voice, I ignored it. And I regretted it. And the next time when it came, it was a time when that voice came back, and I recognized that same voice, but I heard the other voice saying the same thing. Don't do it. And finally, I hit the button, and I spun around, and I locked into Jesus. That's a voice that has never left left me. That's a voice that's never let me down. That's a voice that's been there for me through all the thick and thin of my life. Now listen, I want you to know this. I want you to know that each and every one of us sits in this chair, sits in this chair, and we listen to all kinds of voices. And we make a decision sometime in our life where we all of a sudden are going to say, that's the voice I'm going to lock into. But I want to help you today. I want us to look at a man named Elijah. And Elijah spent some time discovering what it was to have this voice of God. And so what I want to do is I want to tell you, uh, give you a little background of this. Now, I think many of us have asked ourselves throughout our spiritual journey, how does one know God's voice in your life? How do I know that's the voice of God? How does one discern that it is the voice of God in our life, or it, maybe it's another voice? But I, I just want to tell you this one thing. The most important thing, you were created, and you and I were meant to hear the voice of God. The greatest lost treasure of prayer life today is losing this intimate time with God and taking the time to hear God speaking into our life during prayer as well as us sharing what is what we want God to do in our life through prayer. You see, Scripture is filled with the story after story of God speaking to his people intimately and personally it started in the garden when God created Adam and He He gave him all the guidelines. Then all of a sudden He got, Adam sins, and what does God do? God initiates Adam and He and He starts calling out to Adam. Adam, where are you? Where are you? He did that to Noah. He, he did it. He did it to Gideon. Gideon's in this wine press, and man f- in fear and, and scared, and all of a sudden God reaches out to Gideon and calls him a mighty warrior. And Gideon's going like, "I am no mighty warrior. I'm sitting in a wine press scared. He did it for Aaron, he did it for Abraham, he says, "You're going to be a Father of many nations. I'm going to take you to a land that, uh, that no one else knows, and you're going to be a father of many nations." God initiates the voice. Today we're going to look at Elijah in the voice seat. And there is this incredible moment that Elijah has in the discovery of the power of God's voice. Now let me give you a little brief background to kind of bring you up to speed with the verses that we're going to look at um, this morning. Elijah is God's man who was all in for God defending, standing his ground, speaking to the people of Israel to turn their hearts back to God, praying and challenging the culture in that time, saying, you know what? You're losing your focus on God. You're getting caught up into the culture. He proclaimed a famine over the land, and no rain came. He had a duel match with the prophets of Baal and, with, and their God and his living God. And you know how that worked. They had this, the, the the altar and and piled wood and and Elijah said, you know what. I tell you what, you call down fire from your God, and if your God produces the fire, then I'll follow him. But if it doesn't work, I'll call down the fire from my God. And we know the story also well. They they poured water onto the altar for for Elijah, and God came down in a way that was so powerful, and it consumed all of the water, all of the rock, all of the wood, all of the sacrifice of the animal and it was gone and the prophets of Baal were defeated and then the rain came and the rain came and then all of a sudden threatened by someone that he was on the hit list and that he was going to be killed and he took off running and we come, that leads us up to 1 Kings chapter 19 I'm going to start with verse 9 Kind of shows us where Elijah ends up. In 1 Kings chapter uh, uh, 19, verse 9, it says, "Um, There he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out. Stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And then a a fire came, and the Lord was not in a fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave why because he heard the voice of the lord i want to give you four four practical um, lessons that we can learn from this passage here with elijah on how we can develop a, a keen ability to hear god's voice in our prayer life number one is this I want you to know this, that God is the initiator and meets you right where you are. If we go back to verse 9, we see that that Elijah's in the cave all by himself, and God meets Elijah there. That's the beautiful thing about this whole story is that, that God will meet us right where we are. He'll meet you right where you are. He doesn't reprimand Elijah. He just goes to Elijah, and he asks a genuine, careful compassionate, caring question. Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Does God ask Elijah because he doesn't know why Elijah's in the cave? Absolutely not, not at all. He is God. He knows what's going on. And Here's the beauty of this, this whole, whole piece. The whole beauty of this is that he knows us and he knows what's going on with us. But God wants to start a conversation with you and I. Let me give you an illustration. You know, nothing is more strenuous in a relationship when someone you love and care about is struggling. And you have a pretty good idea why that person is struggling. And you go to that person and say, Hey, what's going on? What's happening? Why are you in this emotional place right now, and the person says, oh, nothing, nothing, I'm okay, I'm okay. You know that if that person would just share with you, that even though you may not know the answers to everything, but just the fact of getting the person to share builds the relationship. You see, a gap grows when we all of a sudden keep ourselves full of our own voices, and God is the initiator, and he desires for us to share what is happening in our life. He sought out Adam in the garden, in the, in the sin, and he said, you know, Adam, where are you? And then he asked the question, who told you? Who told you? You see, God is always initiating. So here's the beginning of being able to hear the voice of God. It's, it's right here. God wants us to share what's going on inside what are the voices that are, that has your complete attention? What are they? And he gently asks, and he genuinely cares, and he wants to hear you. And so as he's, as he's asking Elijah, you know, what are you doing here? Elijah finally responds, okay, you asked, I'm going to tell you. And so what does Elijah do? Second thing he does is he starts sharing with God the louder voice that is within him you know, there's something about to hear the voice of God, you must release all that is consuming you at the moment. When we get overwhelmed with all the pressures from without, triggering all the voices that are happening from within, an emotional storm drowns out hearing God. And Elijah just kind of blows off his steam here. And what does he say to God? He says, you know what, God? I've been zealous for you. I've been fully committed. I've done all that you've been asked. And you know what? And I've, I've, I've gone out and I've stood the ground for you. And yet, what, did, what happened? Zippo. Nothing. Nothing's changed, God. I've served you. I've, I've done everything for you. Yet, nothing. Because the people are still walking away from the covenant relationship with you, and they're still destroying the altars that we use to worship you. God, nothing's happened. And in fact, not only that, but they are even killing all my, my ministry associates, all the other prophets of God. They have slaughtered them with the sword. God, I'm telling you, this is, this is not good. And now, I feel like I'm the only one left. I'm the only one left. And I want to tell you something, God Now I'm on the hit list Now they're trying to kill me also So yeah What is it that I'm doing here? I'm done I'm done I've tried, I've done everything right I've followed you, all this And it just doesn't seem like it really matters You see, it's kind of like God is wanting Elijah to release that internal Pressure that was building up within him. All those voices, all that stuff that he was just listening to himself. And it was like God was saying, you know what, I just want to push that pressure release valve and all that's building up, I want you to just release that so there can be space in your life to where I can show up for you. You know, one of the things that I've learned probably in the last three months, an element that I've added to my quiet time is this. Before I even get into the word, this is what I'm doing. Before I, on my journal, I sit down and I ask myself, okay, God, where am I? Where am I emotionally? Where is my heart? What are my concerns? What are, and I write them down. I write them down. What am I doing here? How am I doing with my life right now? And I write them down. And it's almost, for me, it's like giving, giving to God that, that which is consuming my life at this moment. And when I do that, it's like it opens up an opportunity for God to reveal himself in the word. And so Elijah goes and he just kind of vents and he, un, he unleashes everything about why he is there. God gently listens to that He doesn't reprimand Elijah He just hears it And then After it's all done God says to Elijah Go out Go out And stand On the mountain In the presence of the Lord You see now Becomes this voice of a gentle nudge The gentle nudge Hey go out be in God's presence. You see, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Ever had that nudge in your own life when all of a sudden you're just sitting there and you're watching things and you you're kind of hear that little, the little that feel that little nudge of saying, you know what, I should turn this off and maybe spend some time in the Word. Or maybe I should not be watching or listening to this and spend some time in the worship music and do that. And God says, you know what, Elijah? What I want you to do is I want you to follow the nudge. You see, it's like Elijah's in that chair. And he has this choice to stay in the cave or stand in the presence of God and be quiet before God. Let me say this. The voice of God is not an audible voice. It can be an inner voice that nudges us within. That's my experience. The most rewarding moments in my life is when I've heard that inner nudge and I responded to that inner nudge and then experienced what God was going to show, show me as he passed by during that time. You see, you and I were all created differently. We all relate to God differently and God is big enough to know exactly what you in him need to have to connect. Thinkers and feelers relate to God differently. Introverts and etro- extroverts relate to God differently. You know, there are all 16 personality types on the Myers-Briggs matrix, all nine Enneagram types, and all four disk profiles. All of those, God created. And what he is saying is, whatever your type is, whatever you need to be able to be in quiet and presence with me so that I could speak to your inner, inner soul, and your inner spirit. Do that. Well, it could be by drawing. It could be by, by art, maybe coloring. It could be just sitting out in nature. It could be an expression. It could be taking your guitar and just strumming on it and, and just reflecting and making yourself present. But God said, I just want you to stand in the presence of God. And then, as Elijah listens to that nudge, when things are revealed during that time for you and I, when we're in that quiet moment, all of a sudden things start coming to us. And all of a sudden things are coming to Elijah. And it says in verses 11 through 13. It says that all of a sudden there was this powerful wind, the supersonic wind that just went through, right through the rocks, split the mountains together, shattered rocks into little pieces. And you know what? The, when things are revealed, it's going to be important that we cross check to make sure that God is in that. We need to cross check. And you notice that each and every time the big event the wind, the powerful impact. Maybe that's it, maybe that's it. And I don't know what Elijah did to to determine that God was not in it, but he knew at the final end, when it was over, that God was not there. Not only with the wind, but it's an earthquake. It's the shaking of the world. Hey, I know that this is it. This could be the very thing that rocks the world. And you you get excited about it and and you think that that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to rock your world by doing that one thing. But I'm telling you, you need to cross-check. You need to be able to get into the Word and cross-check and make sure that it lines up with what God's Word says, lines up with God's character. And when you check into it a little further, you're going to be able to look and say, you know what? Even though this feels like it's going to rock the world, I don't see really God in that. I don't see God in that. And then the fire comes. And the passion and the fire comes. And God wasn't there either. And then after the fire, there's this whisper. This whisper. Goes on by. And that is the moment Elijah hit that button. And he turned that chair and he covered his face and it says that he came out and stood at the mouth of the cave because he knew God had just spoke to him. Okay. You know, this is a great story of God and Elijah having a conversation. And I'm telling you, you're probably saying to me this. You're probably saying, yeah, well, Brian, that's Elijah. He was a prophet of God, of course. He should hear the hear the voice of God. And, and you know what, Brian? And you're a pastor. You got the call of God, and you've studied the Word, and all this just really, you know. And and you heard God's call on your voice on your life, and you, you should because you're a pastor. But not me. I'm just a common person. I'm just I'm just a common person. I've never heard God's voice. I'm telling you, you probably have. You probably have at one point in your life. Especially if you know Jesus as your Savior. Because you heard God's voice at that point. And so you say, you know what? I keep trying but I don't think it's for me. I keep trying to hear God's voice. I don't think it's for me. What I want you to do is I want you to take some time I've got a testimony of a journey of my daughter. And I want you to listen to her as she shares her journey, her own personal journey of what it took for her to come to a point of understanding God's voice in her life. Watch this.
1: Hi, my name is Kirsten Reyes. um, And a lot of you guys know me by Kirsten Klein. Um, I... (laughs) I've known God since I was a little girl. Um, I had him in my life, um, but it wasn't until probably the end of my high school career or soon, very soon after that, when I started really desiring a deeper interaction and connection with him. And I started noticing and hearing from so many people about them sharing how they heard god speak to them and and um i i just wanted that i wanted something deeper than what i've had i wanted more than just a um me talking and and speaking to him but more of a dialogue more of something that brought more meaning um and and built me up and i could feel that engagement uh from him and i could recognize that in my life and I remember reaching out to um, my brother's, I don't know if she was the girlfriend at the time or <laughs> fiance, but um, timeline's a little fuzzy for me, but I do remember reaching out to Ashley and, and I knew um, you know she had spoken and shared about the voice of God in her life. And I reached out to her because I was desperate. I was reading the Bible, I was constantly praying for, Hours a day. (laughs) It felt like I was just really digging and and pursuing that in my life. And I felt like I couldn't find it. And it was frustrating. And I kept thinking it was this audible voice um, that I was missing out on that other people were able to access. And um as I was talking with her, I was asking her, like, how how do you hear God's voice? I'm trying so hard to get to that point where I can hear it. And I, I can't seem to get to that. And she would explain to me, Oh, it's more of a feeling. It's more of a, you know, it was very, um, it felt very fuzzy to me the way she was communicating, not that she was communicating wrong, but it wasn't connecting. Um, and I was getting more frustrated and, but I kept praying and I kept reading the Bible and just kept asking around, and um, I finally ended up doing a mission school um, where they disciple you and um, they teach you who God is in uh, all sorts of areas, the Father heart, um, you know, the Lordship part of who He is, as well as hearing the voice of who He is in all of our lives, individually, and um you know, one thing that stuck out to me was that God connects with each of us differently because he's con- he's created us in different ways. And um, as they were showing and speaking to us and, and actually revealing through the Bible ways that he's connected with um different um, people within the Bible and the stories there, there were dreams, there were thoughts, there were an actual audible voice. You know, there was different ways, the way he healed. There were different ways that he communicated with people. Um, And they challenged us to start seeing it in a different way than just audible, but actually seeing it and how, how we are created the things that we connect with and how that actually Um, could bring a connection with how we can recognize his voice in our life. And um, I was still battling it. I was still seeking it. Um, I wasn't hitting this breakthrough yet until one day I got confronted um, by a a loving person in my life um, during the discipleship program who had said, you know, I, I have this feeling that you have placed your father's voice above or in front of God. And it was this point in my life where I have had this fear, a certain fear and a certain admiration for my dad of just the kind of value he's brought into my life through scripture and and through so many ways where he has guided me through life that um, I've been grateful for. But I have recognized in that moment that um, I had had without realizing put that value of my dad's voice in front of the value of god's voice and they prayed over me um, and just loved me through it and the moment that they prayed that was the moment breakthrough happened Um, i wanted to give that to god and i i didn't want to replace god with um the dad he's given me here on earth but he lovingly addressed that to me and then in that moment there was this breakthrough where he showed me everything that my dad has spoken into my life that was um, from the Word of God is from God and that that moment it was a whisper of a voice it was a whisper of a thought it wasn't an audible voice it was a thought that came into my mind that broke off the chains of fear that I had in my life of anxiety and um, and since then, I have recognized that He has spoken to me in so many different ways. And I'm a, I'm a person that loves variety. Um, I love arts. I love music. I, I love, you know, pictures. I love words of affirmation. Um, that's just how I've recognized God's designed me. And I've noticed, um, looking back, the second I realized God's voice in my life, I realized the moments that He was actually speaking to me and rescuing me from myself um, growing up. When I, I thought, you know, I wasn't hearing His voice this whole time I had been, and I just missed it because I was looking for something different in my life. I was looking for a different way He speaks. and. The moment I realized that, it just brought a whole clarity and the picture just kind of completed itself and it showed me that he's been there through all the years of me growing up till this point. And even now and in the future, he'll continue to because that's who he is. And I've noticed he's spoken to me through dreams, he's, he's revealed things to me through dreams, through images, through a whisper of thoughts that are random. And the ways that I am able to figure out if that's him or not is is to see if it aligns with the Bible. And, you know, the only way to know, you know, my father's voice is to spend time with him and learn about him and grow with him. And the minute I put myself in that place of knowing who he is I'll recognize his voice when it comes and the times where it feels fuzzy and I'm uncertain is the times where I ask him please confirm this to me please make this clear to me is this what you're really meaning um in those times where I'm afraid I'm misinterpreting uh, because that is something that um the mission school taught us is there also could be room of misinterpretation you could be hearing what God's speaking to you but you might believe be believing in something of what that meaning is completely different than what he is meaning for it. And so um, asking for him to reveal more of what that really means, what he's sharing with you, than um, than going off of what you believe your interpretation is, um, because that can put you in a very difficult position. And so, and it could lead you astray. And so just, um, I think it's changed my whole life and, um, you know, just thinking that I, I'm i just very emotional every time I think about the the ability to be able to connect and I'm very passionate and I, I want people to know that same passion as well, that same kind of connection because it's changed my life. He's rescued me from myself and my own thoughts and the my own ways of thinking that have that literally could have damaged the way I lived my life. And he has transformed it and his voice in my life has been the voice that has rescued me and has kept me in this past. And I just know that um, where he leads and the voice that I get to hear from him, um, it's always gonna be the best he has in store. And so anything that doesn't seem like that could be the best is also up for questions and is also um, definitely up for you analyzing and figuring out and going back to the word of God and saying, is this really God's voice? Or is this something I'm making, trying to make for myself? Or is this something that's trying to keep me from actually seeing something different? And so uh, the voice of God has changed my life in ways that, I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't even have imagined. And um, if you're out there and you're seeking for it, keep pushing, keep pressing, keep seeking, keep looking for it because the minute it finds you, you're ruined for the ordinary. You will never want to hear your own voice or other people's voices. You'll just want to hear his because it's so sweet and pure and good. And it all it wants to do is help you and love you and guide you.
0: You're meant to hear the voice of God. Some of you today may be overwhelmed by so many voices in your life that it's hard to imagine hearing God's voice. I want you to know that God says, let's just start right there. What are you doing here? Start there. Tell God all the stuff that's consuming you right now. And then as you vent all that out to God then go out quietly in his presence and allow God to pass by, speak to you, to care for you, to speak into where you're at. Ask again, what am I doing here? And then follow God's voice as he leads. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Oh, this is quite the story that Elijah Elijah, had. Quite an event, quite a moment. It was a moment for Elijah to be able to, in the cave, despondent, in despair, and discouraged. There may be some here today that, that are right there. And maybe they bought into the, listening to the wrong voice. Maybe, as my daughter's voice was, it was her dad's voice that got in the way of hearing your voice, God. Lord, I don't know what it is, but I just pray that whatever that voice is, that as they're sitting in their seat right now, that they would hit that button and turn and say, God, I want to hear your voice. I'm committed to listening to your voice today. And we thank you that you will show yourself. And we just need to make sure that you're in it when it's revealed to us. We just pray these things in your name. Amen.